0: Von Miller is out for the season, an injury update for Bills vs. Jets with Dr. Kyle Trimble and predictions for Sunday are all coming your way today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And as a reminder to you, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, we've got some big newsy stuff to catch up on here in the opening segment. Then we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills about the injury situation for Sunday And then, of course, I have five predictions for how I see things unfolding on Sunday afternoon when the Bills take on the Jets. But let's first start with three pretty significant newsy items that have come through recently. The first one that I want to mention is Deion Dawkins. He has been voted as the Buffalo Bills 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year, and I think that's pretty significant. And deserves our recognition. Dion has done a great job in the community in the aftermath of the tragedy that happened with the shooting at Tops. He's had a, a great foundation, Dion's Dreamers, and has worked really hard to make sure that his presence and impact as part of the Buffalo Bills organization isn't just playing football. And we should celebrate these types of things when players are recognized for what they're doing in the community as well as on the field. And so I wanted to start with that. And a big uh, shout out to Deion Dawkins for earning a very prestigious honor. The next thing that I want to get into is Von Miller. He's out for the year. You know that. Not great, right? There was some hope after that injury that he'd be back in four games. Well, that's not the case. He's out for the year. And so let's talk about some of those details. Let's get into the impact and kind of talk a little bit more futuristic about this entire situation. So the details of Von Miller's situation I thought were best put out there by Ian Rappaport. And I'm going to give you his exact report. The initial MRI and other images did not adequately show a torn ACL, which is not uncommon. The original plan for surgery was to reposition the lateral meniscus that had moved into another channel while also cleaning up cartilage damage. During that surgery, they found a torn ACL, the same ACL that Von Miller tore back in 2013, and had the repositioning of the lateral meniscus been all that was needed, Von Miller had a chance to return later in the regular season But of course, when they went in, they found significant enough ACL damage to repair it. And so, since Von Miller has done the Pat McAfee show and he's done some of his own videos as well on social media, and you could tell that he's in a good place mentally. He talks a lot about mindset and he's prepared to do everything that he needs to do to rehab and come back. And and his own words are to show. His teammates said he's tough and he's willing to put in the work necessary to come back. And he plans on still having an impact in the locker room as a, as a presence there. It doesn't sound like he's going to pack it up and head somewhere else. It sounds like he's going to be part of this team the rest of the way, which I think will be great. But obviously he won't be able to be part of this team on the field. It's a big loss. This is the finisher that they needed, right? The X factor for this defense. The guy that was going to put the Bills over the hump. There's no reason to make light of it. This is a big deal. Now it didn't feel like a, a huge gut punch to me on Wednesday when the news dropped, because I think in the back of my mind, I've always been fearful that Vaughn wasn't going to come back this year. And so I'd been conditioned to not see him again. And then it was just kind of uh, a formality in a way, in terms of how my mind was conditioned. That we wouldn't see him. And so there was some hope there, but obviously that's been squashed. But what's left on this roster at defensive end is still two first round picks in Shaq Lawson and Greg Rousseau, and two second round picks in AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. This team has talent at defensive end. They do. Now, it's up to this coaching staff and for those players to step up and unlock their potential. Has to happen right now. But let's not act like the Bills don't have talented football players that can step in here. No, they're not Von Miller, and nobody's going to be Von Miller. That's, that's not what I'm getting at. But what I am getting at is there's no reason for us to sit here and feel like the season's over. You got to stay the course, next man up, and go out there and compete. You have talented players. Nobody feels sorry for the Bills. I promise you that. People in Kansas City and Cincinnati, in Miami, Baltimore, not a damn person feels sorry for the Bills. So there's no sense in feeling sorry for yourself. Rally and figure out how you're going to replace or make up for what you're losing in Von Miller. I don't expect these players to be exactly as good as Von Miller. Let me make that clear. But They're talented, and this is a very unfortunate reality that comes with football. Guys get hurt, and you hate to see it that for two years in a row on Thanksgiving, the Bills lost a star player for the season. Trey White last year. This time around, it's Von Miller. So does it make it a little tougher? Yep. But nobody feels sorry for the Bills. You don't get any extra points. It is what it is. Looking at this coaching staff, looking at these players to step up. Now, for me at least, it, it this scenario invites me to kind of think about the future. Brandon Bean has come out and said that they expect to have Von Miller back for most of 2023. Von Miller has speculated on his own timeline being five, six, seven months. Look, who knows? I like that Vaughn's optimistic. I like that he's worked back from other injuries in the past, including an ACL tear. I think that helps him, right? Like for Tre'Davious White, that was really his first ever significant injury that he's had to come back from. I'm sure that there's not only the the getting healthy component of regaining your strength and movement and all the stuff like that, but there's a psychological component to going out and playing again on a limb that has been repaired. Von Miller's done that. So I do have a level of confidence that he understands the road ahead and what it's going to take to get back on the field. Now, that last ACL tear was back in 2013. So it's been a while. But Von Miller's an alien, right? One of those guys that works really hard and has just a lot of very natural – ability when it comes to movement skills. And he's one of those freaks. So let's hope he recovers like that. This is year one of a six-year deal, which was always kind of a three-year commitment, right? Based on the way the contract was structured, kind of three years and then we'll see. The bills aren't on the hook for much after year three. But even if you look at it as a three-year deal, you hate that For probably about a third of it, you're not going to have the player you thought you were going to have, right? A guy that's going to command a pretty good chunk of your cap space. And so there's that component of it as well. Just a very unfortunate reality. But they have to rally and utilize the talent that they have. I have some level of confidence that this group can get it done. I think where you may – you obviously lose playmaking ability and and dynamic skill off the edge. Where you probably gain something is being more disciplined. That's definitely something that I feel the other defensive ends bring in a way that Von Miller doesn't. And I think you might have a little bit more of a a group that's going to play with a hot, hot motor. I don't think I've ever watched Von Miller this year and thought to myself – while wow, that guy's got a cranked motor. He's a relentless football player. I wouldn't say that about Von Miller. I thought his motor kind of runs hot and cold. And so maybe you kind of look at looking for some positives here, and maybe you'll see a more disciplined defensive end group that plays with a little bit more consistent urgency. I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to make light of, my, of Von Miller. I'm just being honest with the way that I've felt watching him this year, and I've communicated some of that on this podcast. So there it is. Von Miller out for the season and my thoughts on the impact and kind of the big picture of the old thing. The last thing I'll mention here is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's completed all of his visits, the Giants, the Bills, and the Cowboys, and he's returned home to consider his options. Based on the reporting coming out of Dallas, I think there's a pretty good chance he doesn't have a whole lot of options because he's not working out for teams. He's obviously coming back from his own ACL injury that he suffered during the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of concern that he can actually help a team at all this year. And if so, like you're talking about a player that hasn't had a chance to callous up and work himself back in, right? Going to a team that is never ran a route for or caught a pass from their quarterback, much less his own personal health. And this this was the dose of reality that I've been talking about since the very first time people started bringing up the name Odell Beckham Jr. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have more than a practice squad opportunity on the table from one of these three teams. But in all reality, it might be more of a 2023 thing for Odell Beckham Jr. And this is just going to be a lost year for him. Another unfortunate reality. The idea of Odell Beckham Jr. in this offense is very, very exciting. But then there's the whole, like I said, dose of reality. The injury, working back, he's not working out for teams. Can he cut? What can you reasonably get out of him this year? And that's why I'm excited that John Brown is on this football team. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, therapy online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Therapy can be so beneficial for you to learn coping skills, self-empowerment, and to overcome challenges so that you can be your best self. And everyone deserves to feel their best. Better help makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. You get all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. I'm joined now by Kyle Trimble. He's a doctor of physical therapy. He runs bangedupbills.com. You can follow him on Twitter. At bangedupbills, he joins us each week to talk injuries. And unfortunately, we got some stuff to dive into. So let's do it. Let's start with Matt Milano, Kyle. Um, So he's one of those guys that played 100% of the snaps, finished the game, and he hasn't practiced all week. Wednesday or Thursday, uh, DNP with a knee injury. What is going on with Matt Milano?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I looked at the film this afternoon, at least in the second half, because if you play hundred percent of snaps, I would anticipate that maybe it happened in the second half and maybe you try playing through it, but there wasn't anything that showed that he was slow to get up, that he was limping. There wasn't anything there playing linebacker. He does have a lot of contact, but I'm real curious as to see what's going on you know, there's always that fear of we've had enough bad news already this season. What else could possibly be going on? But the hope is maybe they just give it some time to, to rest and get right. But he's a true questionable. I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday, but i hope that he could play because he's been a huge
0: difference maker when he's been in the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, 10 days between games as well. You know, just another <laughs> variable here. Uh, we're recording this full transparency. We're recording this on Thursday evening. And so usually on, on Friday, Sean McDermott, We'll get on WGR and let the cat out of the bag with some of the big injuries. Uh, assuming he doesn't rule Milano out, what are you looking for on Friday uh, to make you feel like there's a chance? A limited practice. A limited Is that practice. what he needs? Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that's, that's how I look at it. Even then, we've seen the guys limited, and they decide they can't go. So limited at least gives me a, ch- a chance. And then you can look at the film from the beat reporters and say, hey, what's going on does he have a brace on one side and how's he moving things like that
0: let's talk about the left tackle situation that is uh, a little banged up right now deon dawkins um has missed last week obviously uh with an ankle injury but he's practiced all week in a limited fashion and then you also have david questenbury who we saw struggle through that game against new England with an ankle injury that appeared to happen early on kind of fought through it there. What can you tell us about the left tackle situation? Who do you think is going to play?
1: That's a good question. I'll hit on Quesaberry first. Um, I would like to think that he would play more likely over Deion Dawkins. Uh, Recap real quickly. Uh, actually injured his left ankle against the Lions during a special teams play late in the game. Uh, they had come out and said that at least Sal Cafaccio did of WGR 550. And so he re injured the ankle again early on in the Patriots game. He was sitting on sidelines getting taped back up. And then late in the third quarter, on the same play that Dawson Knox got injured, uh, which is interesting, he's not an injury report. That's just something that came to me as we're talking. Um, he went down again, limping around, he gutted out everything. But he's been limited. It's not clear what he's dealing with, but he's definitely dealing with some type of aggravation in the ankle from the Lions game. As for the DN Dawkins injury, he did sit, come out and tell multiple outlets that he's dealing with a uh, high ankle sprain. That he was told that he was going to be out at least three weeks, but he's happy he's back practicing. And I'm far- paraphrasing that. Um, but I talked last week about the chance that he could possibly play because this is his right ankle that he's dealing with. He plays left tackle so that right ankle is on the inside which means he could play would he be 100% no but there could be the possibility he could play and just might come down to is he better than a banged up questionberry deal with a left ankle injury or do you get Dawkins who is the far better player out there on a right ankle that's limited he's looked okay in practice from what i've seen but i can't say i i looked at the clips and broke it down by frame by frame but he's been moving around okay showing that there's some legitimacy to the limited aspect of the practice support.
0: Yeah, well, look, if he has to miss this one, Mm -hmm. I think we can all feel pretty good about Miami uh, being a game he'd be ready for, which is obviously a huge divisional matchup. This one's huge as well, but uh, we'll see what happens there at left tackle. Uh, How about defensive tackle? Jordan Phillips, shoulder injury, hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. What do you think? Uh, You'd have to to look at some of the moves that they made with the practice squad and getting C.J. Brewer – on the active roster is probably a sign that it doesn't look good for Phillips.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth, Joe. That was exactly what I was thinking. They brought CJ Brewer. um, He hasn't practiced all week. By video, uh, what happened was he was trying to chase after Mac Jones with just under two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And he was really laboring through the entire back half of the game. Like, I don't know if it was a cold or if it's just a fatigue, but he was kind of starting to stop and they tried chasing Jones and he tripped or fell or something. He landed real hard on the uh, right arm, um, specifically the right shoulder with his arm outstretched. I was hoping that there might be an AC joint sprain. Cause we did see that when Josh Allen did his injury, we've seen other guys do that before, but there's c- concern for a, um, some type of shoulder instability, your subluxation, possible labrum damage. That might be a little more apparent when he comes back to practice, if he's wearing some type of a shoulder harness or whether it's just more of the shoulder brace, but either way, this isn't great. And, considering a defensive tackle, either position or excuse me, either injury would be really tough to play at his position. So he's not trending in the right direction, but give him the chance to rest and come up against his former team at Miami next week.
0: Reggie Gilliam uh, hasn't practiced all week. The Bill's fullback with an ankle injury. Um, you know, obviously an important player when they want to use that 20, you know, that two back stuff with the fullback, they do a lot of two back stuff now with two actual running backs, but you know, also a key special teams player for the team and practice all week. What can you tell us on Gilliam?
1: So Gilliam, he injured his right ankle on the opening kickoff of the second half. His uh, friendly fire, Tyrell Dodson, I think was trying to uh, dive for, I can't remember who the Patriots ball carrier was, but he caught Gilliam from either outside or the back of the ankle. Like really was hard to tell. Gilliam was wearing yellow shoes, which kind of cued me into saying, hey, <laughs> it's somewhere in there, but you can't quite tell if he got hit more from the outside, suggesting so a high ankle sprain, or if it was more from the back, and there might be some other stuff going on in there, but him not practicing two days in a row doesn't bode well. Uh, he's a, he's a great special teams player, but maybe give him the break, and you know he's still a young player, so it, it doesn't look great. But this whole season hasn't looked great.
0: Yeah, it's well. Speaking of hasn't looked great, I, I think you probably saw Bob Miller is out for the year with torn ACL. I uh, talked about it a lot in the opening segment and, and certainly went through Ian Rappaport's narrative that he put together. But I uh, want to give you a chance to comment here on anything that you have to say about Vaughn. And then, of course, I know you've got a big, big uh, piece coming on bangedupbills.com.
1: That I do. So make sure to check out bangedupbills.com on Friday morning. There'll be a piece dropping that details every single thing. Like I looked at the imaging issues that they're having where they couldn't see it on the, the film, I looked at his, uh, the, re-injury rates which i always do with any injury i look at the uh timeline to return i look at the the anatomy i look at everything so you're gonna get a real deep dive into even who the surgeon was because he went down to dallas texas to get the surgery done by the uh, head team physician for the cowboys who is renowned for his acl uh surgeries so i dig deep into this and i try to give you the, uh, the most complete answer possible but to see that he has an acl injury after all that you know Back and forth with almost is it two weeks now since the injury? Mm-hmm. The fear was that he tore his ACL at the time. And of course, when they said, Hey, it's a knee sprain, lateral meniscus tear, okay, great. I know that there's other people out there have said, Hey, usually when you see meniscus tear, you see other stuff along with it, the ACL and MCL. But sometimes th- things can happen in isolation. So it's not impossible to see that there. So it's just—it's really unfortunate. I seeing Von Miller on the Pat McAfee show. He seems like he's a really good place. He seems like he's the right headspace to go attack this rehab. He's been through it before with his tendon issue back in I think 2019. His ACL tear uh, back in 2013. So he's really—he understands what he needs to do at this point. But still, it's just you brought this guy in to win you a Super Bowl or help you win a Super Bowl, and he's sitting on the sidelines.
0: Well, I'll tell you what—it'll be. Me, a cup of coffee, and your article on Friday morning as I wake up. Uh, very much looking forward to diving into that and um, reading all the work that you did on that. I'm sure it's going to be very comprehensive, like everything that you do. So, uh, thank you in advance for writing that and taking the time to put it together, but also, of course, for your expertise here each week on the podcast. I hope you've been getting in on the action over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy resource. How does it work? You pick two to five players, and if they score more, or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. There's no competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. And they have projections available on any sport that you watch: so NFL, NBA, NHL, boxing, golf, whatever, whatever, cricket, disc golf, you name it, you can find it over at Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app, or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match. Up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. So if you deposit a hundred, Prize Picks will give you a hundred. If you deposit fifty, Prize Picks will give you fifty. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match worth up to one hundred dollars. All right, folks, it is prediction time here on the podcast. I have five of them for you. Let's do it. My first prediction the Bills score 24 or more points against the Jets. Well, that doesn't sound very exciting, right? 24 points. That's not very aggressive. Well, the Jets are only allowing 18.5 points per game this year. The last time the Bills played the Jets, they scored a season low 17 points. So I'm basically predicting the Bills to do a full touchdown more than what they scored last time. And almost a full touchdown more than what the Jets are giving up per game. I think the Bills will score some points. And I, I did. I looked at it earlier. I think the Jets are 2-4 and four when they allow 20 or more points this year. Number two, I am predicting eight or more catches from Bills running backs against the Jets. I think this is exactly the type of game where you want to continue leaning on James Cook, who just came off of a six-catch per performance against the Jets or excuse me, against the Patriots. Devin Singletary, I think he had four catches last time they played the Jets. Naheem Hines is a player that you can get involved throwing him the football. Reggie Gilliam, if he's available. Against a zone defense like this, that's going to test the Bills' willingness to be patient and take profits. I think the best way you can do that is throw the ball to Singletary, Cook, and Hines. And so I think at least eight catches are coming from the Bills' running backs on Sunday. I, I wanted to do 10, but then I got a little bit nervous. I thought eight was still a pretty high number. Number three, I am predicting that the Bills will have 250 or more passing yards. Well, that doesn't sound very aggressive until you look at the numbers. The Bills haven't had, they've only had 250 or more passing yards one time in the last six games. That was against Minnesota. They had 183 in the first meeting against the Jets. And so I think the Bills will have 250 or more passing yards, net passing yards. So that's an adjusted number that takes away lost yardage on sacks. 250 or more passing yards against the Jets. Number four, I'm predicting that the Bills intercept Mike White, the Jets quarterback. The Bills haven't intercepted a pass in the last three games or in four of the last five games. They did not intercept Zach Wilson, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff or Mac Jones. They got two against Kirk Cousins, and that is it when you look at the last five games. So I think the Bills will get one against Mike White, who gave them four the last time that they played. And then, of course, lastly, kind of let the cat out of the bag yesterday on the, uh, the Locked On crossover podcast. I think the Bills do win this game. I think there's a number of reasons why. I think you start with quarterback. The Bills have the best quarterback in this game. They're at home. I just don't see the Bills getting swept by the Jets this year, even though you guys know I have a lot of respect for what's going on with that defense and really everything outside of the quarterback position. But I think the Bills take care of their business. This is when we've typically seen the Bills play their best football over the last few years under Sean McDermott, this late season, December, into the playoffs. You're kind of in that last quarter, five to five games left to play. You still got three more divisional games left this year in your last five. I think you're going to see a focused football team that goes out there and handles their business. And I just I feel like Josh can outduel Mike White if it comes down to it. Now I'm concerned about some of the potential injuries in this ball game. Absolutely, but I think the Bills find a way to not get swept by the Jets in the year 2022. All right, folks. So there you have it. Pretty thing a Bills win. Had a great week week here on the podcast getting ready. The hay is in the barn. All that's left to do is the Bills to go handle their business, and we'll have a victory Monday to celebrate the next time that we speak. So come on back. Make sure that you're subscribed. would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great weekend. Go Bills. And I'll catch up with you again on Monday.